Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on July 11th, 2022 in South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features a short politics section. I know a little break for you guys from the last episode. And it looks at some campaign 2024 movements inside and outside of the state by two familiar names. In business, Scott Morgan takes a look at black generational wealth in one Rock Hill neighborhood. And gas prices continue to fall. And in medical, we have a detailed, in-depth segment on ticks, specifically the invasive Asian longhorn tick that was recently at the center of a massive infestation on a York County farm. Parents and pet owners will definitely want to listen to this section. And of course, we want to hear your stories. We can talk about ticks. They're disgusting. Let us know, 803-563-7169, or any number of things that are not tick-related. We would also love to hear you talk to us about by leaving us a one, two, three-minute-long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and a little message. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is medium, according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And we'll have updated metrics and data for you on Saturday's podcast. We got a shorty politics section for you folks, especially, like I said, after that big episode about abortion on Saturday, a topic we will continue to follow as it progresses in the state. But for today's episode, we want to update you on some 2024 movements. Former Vice President Mike Pence is once again returning to the Palmetto State. He will be speaking about a post-Roe world at Florence Baptist Temple on July 20th per the church. Pence previously spoke at the Carolina Pregnancy Center's Spring Gala, which came on the heels of the leaked U.S. Supreme Court Dobbs opinion in early May. That was shortly after Pence gave the commencement address at Columbia International University, a private conservative Christian university. Keeping with the 2024 watch, Senator Tim Scott is headlining Representative Ashley Hinson's annual barbecue campaign fundraiser in Iowa next month, according to the Sioux City Journal. Hmm, early voting state. Interesting place to go headline a barbecue. Now, the paper reported that Scott has kept up a regular presence in Iowa, speaking at the Christian Conservative Family Leadership Summit in 2019, campaigning with Iowa Republican U.S. Senator Joni Ernst ahead of her 2022 re-election bid, and headlining a 2021 fundraiser for the state party in Davenport. Mmm, Davenport. Love Davenport this time of year. I mean, is there even any water in Iowa? Gonna get a hard time for that. Now, most recently, Scott headlined an Iowa GOP reception on June 9th in Cedar Rapids alongside Ernst. And on the way out, I told you it was short. It's a short section. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy will be headlining the South Carolina Republican Party's 55th annual Silver Elephant Fundraiser on July 29th in Columbia. The following day, the party will hold its convention as well. While one was held last year, its size was restricted due to COVID-19 capacity restrictions. In addition to conducting party business, the Leadership Institute, Republican National Committee, and other prominent organizations will conduct candidate and activist trainings.
Now, while I just talked about one Scott in our politics section, I got a different Scott for you right here in business. That's right, we're talking about South Carolina Public Radio's Scott Morgan, who has this report on black generational wealth through home ownership in one aging Rock Hill neighborhood. I hold in my hands your ticket to selling your house. Super fast for cash. No inspections, no repairs, no hassle. You don't even need to clean the place out. The friendly folks who send these cards in the mail every 10 minutes or so just want to buy your house. Boy, do they want to buy your house. And it's hard not to respond to that, right? When someone wants to pay you more than you could ever imagine your house being worth, but you don't think about the fact that when I get that money, where will I go? Where indeed. In the past three years, Rock Hill's residential real estate market has inflated by steady double-digit numbers everywhere. But we're going to focus on one particular end of town, Southside, where Don Johnson, chair of the city's Economic Development Corporation, says investor interest is starting to sway homeowners who might not be considering the other side of the golden coin being offered. If you own your house outright, you can't take the money that they give you and go buy another house and own it outright. See, Rock Hill Southside is one of the few places where you can find something rare. Black generational wealth. It's not a rich place. Wealth here is a more modest term, but the neighborhoods here go back a ways. Homes are passed down from parents to children. In fact, Johnson and I are sitting in one of these homes to have this very conversation. We're in the living room of social justice advocate Norma Gray. Dr. Gray's parents originally owned this house and left it to her. And like every other homeowner here, Dr. Gray gets badgered by texts and mailings from investors looking to buy her house for cash. She also fields calls from neighbors getting offered above market value for their homes. Some of them, you know, they're like, wow, you know, Dr. Gray, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so called, they want to give me this X amount of money for my house. What do you think I should do? Don't, don't, yeah. don't do it. Her reason goes back to the fact that so many of her neighbors already own their properties outright as they have for a generation or two. Crucially, both the neighbors and the properties are also older, which we'll get back to in a moment. First, though, it might help to hear what kind of money is actually being tossed around. Johnson says it's kind of a twice-thrice dynamic. They offer double, and then they sell it for a triple. If I know that you paid $80,000 for your house, or let's say $75,000 for the house, then I offer you one fifty. Then they know they're going to sell it for three fifty. The curveball is the comps, the sale prices for properties comparable to yours that should give you an idea of what you'd get were you to sell your house. Johnson says not enough houses here are selling yet to get an accurate picture of what a property might be worth. And the difference between what somebody gets and what you might get could be very big. We know that houses have sold for $250,000, $270,000 already, but they're so scattered that if anyone was to do a comp, they won't necessarily get that. So you're going to get the, the lower end and the higher end, so it's going to justify that lower amount that that person could really sell it for if they're flipping the house. Part of the problem with doing comps on the south side is that it shares a zip code with wealthier neighborhoods in Rock Hill, which is how one house in 29730 might sell for a quarter mil and another for less than half that. And according to current listings and recent sales in the neighborhood, houses here generally are valued much closer to 100,000 than to two. Now, about that age thing. Almost all of Dr. Gray's neighbors who own the homes they live in are retired or very close. And most don't have adult children living with them. So that rarity, that oasis of modest generational black real estate wealth, that's disappearing. 
Fewer children of the neighborhood's long-established families want to inherit these older properties, which often come with a lot of wear and tear, so long-familiar neighbors are quietly being replaced. A few doors down, Ethel Josephine Jordan, a retired educator, says she does see a lot of new faces from her front porch. I sit here sometimes, and I count the people. There's some new people here, you know, on the street. I don't know whether they're renting or, or they're buying, you know what I mean? According to public sales records, it's a little of both. Maybe fittingly, Ms. Jordan is mostly neutral about what her changing neighborhood means. Mostly. My only worry about is we know what we got, but we don't know what we're going to get. Ms. Jordan is certain of one thing. She's not selling, regardless of the persistence of cash offer buyers. Where, she asks, would she go if she did? Always insightful reporting there from Scott. And you can find that report and more on SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. Now, I know there is still plenty of pain at the pump. I had to fill up on Sunday. But I will say, gas prices are falling. Right now, the average gallon of gas in the state is $4.18 a gallon. That is down 42 cents from a month ago when we hit our record high of $4.60. That's me doing math, right? That's 40, yeah. Now, a year ago, gas was $2.86 a gallon. Now, like I said, $4.18. Hmm. This ties us with Georgia and Mississippi for the cheapest gas in the country, according to AAA. The price for a barrel of oil still hovers just above $100, which is down from $123 in early June. Well, I think this section might just tick a few of you people off. Okay, hey, okay. We're having, I'm I'm trying to make puns here. (laughs) Okay, well, stop getting ticked off. No need to be like that. But we do have some important news here I want you guys to know about. You've heard me talk about how COVID cases are moving up because of the more resilient Omicron subvariants that are quickly spreading and are vaccine resistant in many cases. Then DHEC last Friday just announced that the first two cases of monkeypox were detected in our state. And now there's another situation that I want you all to be aware of. Ticks. Yes, I'll leave a moment here for you all to instinctively shudder or feel the need to check yourself for those pesky, disease-carrying bloodsuckers. Take a moment. Keep your hands on the wheel for driving. I'm specifically speaking of the Asian longhorn tick, that state public health and livestock officials recently discovered an infestation of, yes, infestation, on a farm in York County. We're talking thousands of ticks on a pasture cattle farm. I know this gets cringier and cringier, folks. Thousands, I know. These female ticks don't even need a male to reproduce with and can lay up to 2,000 eggs at a time. The cringe is real. I know. Deep breaths. We're going to listen here. We're going to learn about this. State officials sounded the alarm Monday to raise awareness of this tick that can rapidly replicate, like I was telling you, carry dozens of diseases, and poses a public health threat. Here's state epidemiologist Dr. Linda Bell giving us the lowdown on the Asian longhorned tick. We recently identified a large number of Asian longhorned ticks in a pasture on a cattle farm in York County. We had previously identified a small number of these ticks in 2020 on some shelter dogs in Lancaster and Pickens counties, 
but the number of ticks recently found on this cattle farm in York County is in the thousands. So it's a significant number of ticks. The Asian longhorn ticks are an invasive species and they're not commonly found in the United States. So far, the USDA has located these ticks in about 17 other states. These ticks are a concern because their bites have caused severe illnesses in people, animals, and livestock in other countries, and they can multiply very rapidly. While there are no documented cases of diseases such as Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, or anaplasmosis reported in the United States that were caused by Asian longhorn ticks, these ticks do have the ability to spread diseases that can make people and animals sick. The York County farm infestation was spotted by the state's tick surveillance program, which relies on folks alerting DHEC in conjunction with Clemson University Livestock Poultry Health and the University of South Carolina Arnold School of Public Health, where epidemiology professor Dr. Melissa Nolan helps spearhead surveillance and research on such vector-borne diseases, such as those spread by ticks. So this tick is not normally in the United States. It was first identified a few years ago on a sheep farm in Delaware, New Jersey area. It is now spread throughout. So as Dr. Evans mentioned, we have identified it in three different counties along more of the North Carolina border, but it was recently identified in Georgia in one county. So there's evidence that it could be really distributed throughout the state and we just don't know. The reason this is such a big deal and we are not just working our three different units within the state, but we're also working with the USDA is that this tick can replicate very quickly. It undergoes a very unique insect entomologic process where it doesn't need a male to reproduce. So you can get thousands of ticks in one population and that's not normal. And so the concern really is that this tick could overwhelm livestock or dogs or people. And so you could be out walking in the field with your dog and you could get you know, hundreds of ticks that bite on you. They're very aggressive feeders. In fact, when we were out in the field, all of us had multiple different ticks that were collected on us. And that was with us using, you know, optimal kind of prevention strategies. So we really don't want this tick in our state. Not only can it replicate very quickly and create large amounts and numbers of this tick, but can also transmit a large variety of different pathogens. And as Dr. Evans mentioned, we have detected Lyme disease, anaplasma, and a couple other commonly known pathogens in ticks in other states but we have not seen that result in actual human disease yet. Uh, but still something that it's an ongoing situation and one that we want to closely monitor. Okay, so if you're a pet owner, you're probably a little worried, but health officials said that current tick treatments for dogs is sufficient to repel these ticks. But you should still check your pets after walking them, especially in a wooded and brushy area. And check yourself as well. If you're going to be in a heavily wooded area, wear long pants and sleeves. This will help as well as insect repellents specific for ticks, as well as pesticide sprays for your outdoor spaces. Examine your clothes and gear for ticks and throw them in the dryer on high heat for 10 minutes just to be safe. Get rid of any potentials there. Take a shower within two hours of coming inside as it will reduce your risk of Lyme disease and is a good time to do a tick check. Double check that belly button, folks. Just saying. If you do have a tick on you, here's what you do. Get some tweezers and pull it by the mouth and pull it straight off. Now clean the tick site with rubbing alcohol or soap and water afterwards. And don't try and remove it by burning it or smothering it with like Vaseline as this could make the tick regurgitate its stomach contents and potentially cause even more problems for you. Oh. 
That's we're just getting we're just getting into it now, folks. Takes their disgusting things. Sorry, you had to hear me say regurgitated stomach contents. Again, we haven't seen any interactions with humans yet or disease spread, so do your best to prevent this by checking yourself, your children, and pets after any outdoor adventures. I'm talking to my state park people right now. I'm not saying don't go to the state parks, have fun, enjoy, but be aware. Call us while you're doing a tick check. Now, in 2017, the Asian longhorn tick became the first new species discovered in the country in 80 years. It was first discovered in South Carolina in shelter animals in Lancaster in 2020. Research is still ongoing on the Asian longhorn tick, but one recent experimental study found that this tick is not likely to contribute to the spread of Lyme disease bacteria in the United States. Okay, we'll take, take whatever we can get here. It also appears to be less attracted to human skin than other species. So some, some good news there, but again, you can't be too safe with this situation, especially the way that they reproduce. So just be super cautious and always make sure you're checking yourself after going on hikes, especially in wooded and brushy areas. When in doubt, remember, pull it with tweezers. Do not try and burn it. Don't have to say regurgitate stomach contents, but you, you made me do it again. Now, if you feel like you need more tick information, I totally understand. You can find more information on ticks and how to report them to DHEC at scdhec.gov slash ticks. You can find even more information at cdc.gov slash ticks as well. And now that we're done with this section, we can all just give a communal shudder of ticks. That being said, let's have a wind down where we don't talk about ticks. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic, and of course, we want to hear your stories as well. Tell us how you're handling things. Talk to us about ticks. Talk about travel. <laughs> talk to us about anything you're doing. 803-563-7169. ATA barely got through that because yeah. I've, I'm so wound up yes, get from it. the previous segment. And in between this one, we were talking, and I was looking at pictures of ticks. And I'm just, I promised you a non-tick wind down, but I can't. He, he, he did it to himself here. As soon as he finished the read on the last section, he immediately Googled ticks <laughs> and has been looking at pictures for the last five minutes. Because I wanted to know, what, what is the point of the tick? Why He's, do we have this? We understand mosquitoes, <laughs> these bloodsuckers, and we found out that ticks apparently help uh, you know the, the yada yada yada. yada, yada, yada. Not, they don't serve a point. Okay? <laughs> Gavin hates these little vampiric insects. Oh, it's it's great though, cause like he's turning red. He's on the verge like, oh. of of a dry heave, like for the last five minutes. It's great. He just hates pictures of ticks. So well, go ahead, send him, email him pictures of ticks. Yeah. Oh. The, the big thing is that they 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 serve as food for other animals. Mm. I'm like okay, chickens. well, chickens and and turkeys apparently love to eat ticks. Great, great. But the rest of us are getting messed up from them anyway. And then they can they can. Uh, the, pop- the population of ticks can tell scientists how the ecosystem is doing in general. Really? Feel, is that a benefit? I feel like we can uh, find we can a better correlation, them. a better read on yeah. the ecosystem than ticks. Anyway, Gavin, ask me, let's let's move on. <laughs> ask me the question. Is there anything the chick? <laughs> uh, yes, we do. We do have <laughs> a call. Mail. We have a call. You ready? Okay. He called twice, but. I'll probably stitch them together into one because I'm such a good editor. That's good. Okay, so you ready? Yes. Okay, you're ready. Here we go. Ticket. Hello, this is Kevin from Lexington, South Carolina. Uh, We've had a pretty good, busy 2022. We got COVID in February, had to reschedule a trip. We went to Puerto Rico in April, which was the rescheduled trip. 
Uh, we went to a waterfall resort in North Carolina, and now at the end of August, we're going to a road trip to see family up in New Jersey. We'll go to Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Maryland. Um, we're pretty much not letting gas prices and any other pandemonium stop us, uh, especially now that almost all the places, if not all of them, have lifted COVID restrictions. So we're pretty excited to be stuck in the car for hours on end. Other than that, yeah, we're just watching to see what happens, and we're running short on money and vacation time, but we're going to keep finishing out 2022 with going places, especially since gas is going down. We listen to the lead all the time on the Apple podcast, so keep them coming. Road trips are fun because I forgot the most important thing. Down here in the south, we don't have Wawa's. I'm very excited to get back to a Wawa. That is all. Kirk out. Kevin, thanks for calling. Bummer about that situation with the Puerto Rico trip, but I'm glad you got to reschedule. He and got out there. working he got out, out there. there yeah. yeah, and I completely understand about running short on the money and vacation time because that's where we're all at right now. Just even not enough time for vacations in Gavin's life. Even though I might have, a, we might have another one coming up at the end of the month. I might be going up to D.C., <laughs> Maryland to see my family because A.T. is going on vacation. I I thought you were taking this. the whole week off in July. Was so I was like, I'll do it too. No, I'm taking four <laughs> days off. I'm only missing two days of work. But I am going to Toronto to see Rage Against the Machine. Mm -hmm. These are tickets that I bought in 2018. Lord have mercy. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to go see this this flipping show. There you go. Kevin, thank you for calling. And yes, Wawa. Thank you. Wawa. That's the truth. Hoagie Fest is a a holiday week for me. I've seen him celebrate it. It's it's hoagies, hoagies, hoagies. I mean, you can't can't stop this guy from talking about hoagies, okay? I do love Wawa. It doesn't make any sense to me that they're up in, like, Delaware, Virginia, and I think there's one in North Carolina, Mm. and then you just have to go to Florida to see him again. Mm Mm-hmm. Drives me crazy. You're not a Wawa man, though, Gavin. I'm a Wawa. I'm a Sheets. I don't care. I don't pledge allegiance to either or. I go wherever I need to go. If I'm I'm eating at a gas station, it's going to be a Wawa. I'll I'll do some comparisons when I'm driving up later this month and do the Sheets to Wawa. But, I mean, I I like them both. I enjoy them both. You know what we don't really like, though? Mm. You and me. Bucky's. Bucky's. I went there again when I I think we've talked about it. But it's just too much. It's too much. I was driving back. I was driving back from North Carolina July 4th weekend. So, of course. Yes. It's not going to be anything but insane. And I was like, and I needed to get gas. And I was like, I'll wait till I get to the Florence area. And I was like, maybe I'll go to Bucky's. And <laughs> Lord have mercy. You can see it from the other side. You're like, no, sir, no, ma'am. Because even the overpass for the people going north are going to the overpass because they want to go to Bucky's. Yeah. Traffic. You know, it's like an Ikea on a Saturday. I know oh. they did their best to engineer that area, but they oh. needed more space because it was just bonkers. I'm like, no. And that's just a preview of the insanity. <laughs> Because then you're going to get in there. I mean, oof, oof, oof. Gavin documented our first trip. I'm, I'm getting Buckies. wound up. This entire wind down is a wind up for me. <laughs> Gavin documented <laughs> our, our first do- uh, trip to to a Bucky's, and he just like followed me with a camera because he knew that I was not going to like it. <laughs> I I was walking around with my mouth wide open, just like in awe, yeah. and you were just like, I forgot to take my sunglasses off and basically did the Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. That's right. When he first sees the dinosaur, like I did that inside, just at the massive. Of humanity that I yeah, saw. Yeah, and, and the sound. You're a sound guy, and the sound oh, was just... Yeah, it was so locusts, loud. Like and, locusts. And and the 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 lines for food were epically long, mm-hmm. and so many of them, it was like, like 
uh, going up to a trough for Here, food. Take, take it. Take it. Eat it. Whatever. You press the screen. We dispense it. I didn't. I didn't enjoy that. So yeah. if anyone likes that, please call. Well, I did go back. Well, we were. Was that Tennessee or was that in Georgia? When we, I have think? no idea. It was idea. one of them. I think it was in Georgia. It was an uh, interesting experience. But I went to the one in Florence. During like a weekday, so it wasn't too bad. I got to see the actual jerky bar because when we went, we only saw the jerky wall. The wall and I was of kind jerky. of let down by that. Yes. Uh, and then I had the chicken sandwich, which I thought was a little pricey, but wasn't too bad. All these chicken sandwiches, we all know they're just trying to replicate what was Chick-fil-A. The, what was the hour of the chicken sandwich that you ate? Was it in the morning? Oh, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was a morning. Oh, it not was right. a morning chicken sandwich. Not right. It's not right. It wasn't on a biscuit, though. Mm-mm. But it was like 11 11.30s before I had to go somewhere. That's close. I think that might be acceptable. I thought, uh, I just saw it. and But they're all trying to be like Chick-fil-A. The, the big secret is putting the pickles on there, which I love. I like a pickle. But uh, it, it's everyone does it now, so I can have a chicken sandwich anywhere. I, I pledge mm-hmm. no allegiance to anyone for a chicken sandwich. I just, I just don't like a thing where there's a mascot in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and there, there is a, there's a poor soul walking around in a Bucky's mascot thing, just like greeting people, taking pictures, and yes. like name me one place that has a mascot that is exceptionally good. Wawa doesn't have a mascot. People are gonna say Walt Disney World. No, I don't like that. I know. I, 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 <laughs> I know you don't. That's I don't. Awesome. I don't like the distinguished rodent in Florida. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, they're all distinguished rodents, right? <laughs> Noted rat Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do. We do stand Chuck E. Cheese here. Yes. <laughs> God, that's probably the worst outfit to be in. <laughs> Noted rat. I just don't like the. Uh, the icon, right? Like the graphic, the logo for Bucky's. He's just like looking up like he's some chosen marmot, right? He, he's word? a varmint. Varmint. A varmint for sure. Varmint. A marmot is a type of, I think, mm, ape, maybe a monkey. I don't know. I get and the two. A varmint, varmint. Is, Vermin. Is, is what, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Yosemite Sam hates. Varmint. Vermin. Vermin, Vermin is, is like dirty, different. dirty yeah, rats. Okay, we're going through, yeah. Vermin, Wild varmint, elite, marmots. Yeah. Just a little addendum on this podcast. A marmot is a rodent. A marmot is a rodent. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say disgusting creatures. <laughs> Big and small. Ticks. Small and smaller. <laughs> it's happening again. Anyway, Gavin, it sounds to me like you need a bathroom break to go compose yourself. Splash some water on your face. Marmot. Anyway, he is parsing these words out. Uh, maybe he'll be good enough to give us a nice outro read, huh? Huh? Can you do it, big guy? You need me to do it? Well, there are two definitions to varmint I want to point out. Okay. To really quick. He is deep in this. <laughs> An animal considered a pest specifically, and then two, a contemptible person. Yes. Rascal, broadly, person, fellow. So We're talking Bugs Bunny to a T right there, okay? <laughs> Well, tell us your favorite stories. Talk to us if you're road tripping like Kevin. If you're traveling, we'd love to hear from you guys. Hopefully you're listening to us on the road. We, we'd like to think that we're keeping keeping your company out there. I know the ticks are scary, but if you're driving, you're safe. <laughs> you're, you're safe for now. Thanks for listening to Pod Guys. You can leave us a voice memo at 803-563-7169 or a review on iTunes. We love it both. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. <laughs> AT, which closet again? You're like, not that one! I'm like, no! What are you doing? Playing with forces you don't understand! <laughs> you can't close it! <laughs> <laughs>